Discover the French language with Jessica. It's right here. It's right now on French Your Way podcast. Bonjour à tous, welcome to episode 229 of French Way podcast, episode 229. And in this episode, we're going to uh, brush up a little bit the rules of agreement of the past participle, um, depending on whether you use the auxiliary être or avoir to form your compound tense. So if that sounds a lot of jargon to you, um, this episode is uh, more designed for the intermediate and advanced uh, listeners among you. And uh, this was inspired from a question, uh, inspired by a question from Jane, who uh, wrote to me. And by the way, Jane, bonjour et merci pour votre question. So Jane wrote, hi Jessica, I'm new to your podcast, but hoping to work my way through them slowly as I study French. I am very much enjoying them. I have just listened to episode six of French Away podcast. So as a reminder, French Away podcast episode six was Uh, the difference between to demand in English and demander in French. So there are false friends. To demand doesn't mean demander. So if you want more information, head to uh, episode six of the podcast. And a side, another side note is that these episodes, they, um, the old episodes will most likely not appear on your podcast feed. I think it only displayed the, the last 50 to 80 episodes, something like that. But all my episodes are available on my website. So if you Looking for episode number six, you simply type frenchaway.com.au slash podcast six, and that's the direct link to that episode. So Jane was listening to um, the episodes where I explained the difference between to demand and demander, and says, uh, I have a question about the agreement in the following sentence. I was um, saying in that episode, mon mari m'a demandé en mariage à Uluru. Uh, true story. So he, my husband proposed uh, in uh, Uluru or at Uluru, uh, which is a, a symbol in the heart of, uh, is, is an iconic uh, place in the heart of Australia. Um, And so to propose is demander en mariage. Mon mari m'a demandé en mariage à Uluru. Uh, she, she saw the, the notes in this episode because every French uh, word and sentence that you hear me say in the podcast episode, you can find in the, in the show notes of the episode. And she noticed that I put a double E uh, at the end of demander. So I, um, I made the agreement of the past participle. And you asking, why do you use the uh, E, so E accent aigu and then an extra E, on demander? Doesn't this verb agree with your husband? That is to say, uh, mon mari, in which case it would be masculine. Okay, so let's uh, brush up the rules of agreement of the past participle with a compound tense so that's the passé composé but also the plus perfect le plus que parfait or any other compound uh, tense whether it's past conditional uh, past uh, subjunctive or um, 
passé antérieur ou futur antérieur, even. Um, the rule simply is that the past participle agrees with. So if you use the auxiliary être, et the, so être for your competence, to form your competence, if you use être, the past participle will agree, therefore in gender and number, with the subject. Um, I refer you, if you want uh, more explanation of the rules and more examples, to uh, other episodes. So I uh, have an episode entitled French Verbs, Agreements of the Past Participle with Être. Uh, and it's the third episode of my Compound Tense series. And it's episode 168 of uh, the podcast. So frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 167. Um, I'll put the link in the show notes of the episode. And I also... Um, I'm going to mention the part four of that competence series, which is uh, agreements of the past participle with avoir. And that is episode 171 of French Away podcast. Therefore, frenchaway.com.au slash podcast 171 if you can't find it in your podcast feed. All right. So again, a summary, if you use the auxiliary être, the past participle will agree in gender and number with the subject of your sentence. But if your competence is formed using the auxiliary avoir, the past participle agrees not with the subject, but with the direct object of your sentence if that direct object is positioned before that past participle. In the traditional sentence, you have a subject, then your verb, and then the object. So it will usually be after your verb. The direct object will typically be after your verb. In which situation will the direct object be before, be placed before your verb, before your past participle? It will be if it has, uh, if it, if it is a pronoun. If it is a pronoun, therefore, the past participle will agree in gender and number with that direct object pronoun and not with the subject. Um, I explain a bit more about it in the mentioned podcast, so episode 167 and episode 171, but... In this episode, I'm just going to give you a few sentences that we're going to analyze and uh, sentences that will be written in the show notes of the episode uh, and that will lead us to uh, the sentence that Jane was asking about. So let's take... So demander, demander in French is to ask and you ask something, that will be your direct object, and you ask it to you ask that thing to someone and that's going to be your indirect object the structure of the sentence is demander quelque chose direct object à quelqu'un indirect object and that means to ask to request and not to demand okay so if you want to say the teacher uh requested uh 
quiet or requested silence to the students. He asked for silence. Le professeur a demandé le silence, objet direct, aux élèves, objet indirect. The verb demander is conjugated uh, with the auxiliary avoir when you use a compound tense. Therefore, le professeur a demandé with e acute, that's a past participle. Are we going to have an agreement here? So with um, avoir, we do not care about the subject. It could be le professeur or la professeur. There's not going to be a difference here. With avoir, we're wondering, is there a direct object? There is. It is le silence. But le silence is positioned after the verb, after the past participle. So uh, we're not going to go back to our past participle to make any change. Um, there is no agreement here. If we want to uh, use pronouns, he asked them for silence. Il leur a demandé le silence. So here I replaced uh, aux élèves is replaced. It becomes leur, which is the indirect object. So he requested the silence to them. It's an indirect object pronoun. No impact either on the, the form of the past participle. Now he requested it to them. So it is uh, stands for le silence. It's my direct object. I'm using a direct object pronoun. Il le leur a demandé. Double pronoun. Uh, when both pronouns start with uh, uh, the letter L, so le, la, leur, lui, L apostrophe, um, you put you, the order of the pronoun is alphabetical order. Il le, leur a demandé. In this sentence, the direct object, which is the direct object pronoun le, standing for the silence, is positioned before my verb, therefore, the past participle uh, of my verb, demander, should agree in gender and number with that direct object pronoun. But le, standing for le silence, is masculine singular, so we don't actually see any change in the form of the past participle. Now, if the teacher asked, uh, asked the students for the answer, il a demandé la réponse, direct object, aux élèves, indirect object. Il a demandé la réponse aux élèves. If I use a double pronoun, so aux élèves is still leur, c'est to them. Uh, et la réponse, my direct object pronoun, becomes uh, la. Il la leur a demandé. Remember, I put the, the pronouns in alphabetical order because they both start with the letter L. Il la leur a demandé. In my sentence, I've used the auxiliary avoir and therefore it needs to agree with the direct object if that object is positioned before the verb. It is the case if it is a pronoun. Il la leur a demandé 
with an extra E. Because la stands for la réponse, which is uh, feminine singular. Now, let's gradually move to uh, the my husband uh, example. Mon mari m'a demandé le sel. My husband asked me for the salt, so to pass him the salt. Mon mari m'a demandé le sel. How would you spell demander at the end? Is there an agreement there? Let's check the structure of the sentence. So, demander again, it's the auxiliary avoir. Is there a... a Is there a direct object? Yes, there is. Il m'a demandé quoi? Le sel. But that direct object, le sel, is after, is positioned after the verb. So there is nothing special um, here, no agreement. If I put um, le sel it, under the form of a pronoun, my husband Asked me for it. Asked me it, basically. Il me... Elle apostrophe. Il me a demandé. Um, this L apostrophe, standing for le sel, is what my past participle needs to agree with. Um, but it is masculine singular. So the agreement rule is present. But uh, there is no actual change on the form of the past participle because we are on the masculine singular form. Now, il a demandé sa petite amie en mariage. So he proposed to his girlfriend. Il a demandé sa petite amie en mariage. Um, demander. Il a demandé quoi? Oh, il a demandé qui? Sa petite amie. Here, alors, in French, to propose is demander en mariage. Demander en mariage. Demander quelqu'un en mariage. So you ask someone to marry. And this is a direct object. Demander quelqu'un en mariage. It's different. It's very different to, from demander à quelqu'un, which is to ask to someone. Here it's demander quelqu'un en mariage, a direct object structure. Donc, il a demandé sa petite amie en mariage. Il a demandé sa petite amie, is a direct object. Um, it is positioned after the verb, so there is no change here. But now when you say he proposed to her, il l'a demandé en mariage. So this L apostrophe, um, it's the la pronoun, direct object pronoun, which is positioned uh, before the verb. And here, because it's a direct object pronoun, we have demandé with an extra E. The direct object pronoun stands for sa petite amie, which is feminine singular. And that is what happened in the example uh, mentioned at the beginning of the episode, the question from Jane. Mon mari m'a demandé en mariage. Mon mari a demandé qui en mariage? 
moi. That is, m is a direct object pronoun. Therefore, it requires that the past participle needs to agree with that direct object pronoun, which is before the verb. The and the m stands for me, Jessica. Feminine singular. Ma demandé with an e acute and an extra e. And it's very different from il m'a demandé le sel. In il m'a demandé le sel, le m is an indirect object pronoun. Is he asked the salt to me. On demande quelque chose à quelqu'un. But in to propose, c'est demander quelqu'un en mariage. This is a direct object pronoun. So I hope you see the difference. I invite you to have a look at the sentences as they are written in the show notes of the episode. Uh, please leave a comment to let me know if these explanations um, helped you, if they were clear. Uh, it's sometimes more tricky to explain in an in an audio form something that I find is a bit uh, is a bit visual. Um, if you enjoy my uh, explanations of French grammar, please join my newsletter uh, at frenchaway.com.au slash subscribe. At the moment, uh, this is a bit dormant because my website is being redone, uh, which is going to help me tons <laughs> in the in the future. And it's been a bit delayed uh, during that summer holiday. I haven't been able to... Um, it was summer holiday, summer break, so full-time with the kids here in Australia. I haven't been able to move forward with my work uh, as I had uh, planned. Um, but that's okay. But as soon as everything is uh, is in place and uh, like technically working, I will resume my grammar clinic workshops to help you live or in replay with uh, grammatical notions. Uh, so to help you with um, not only your French grammar, but also about like uh, reflecting on the language, whether it's the French language or also helping you to question and to, to start thinking, why not, about your own native language, how all the elements of a sentence uh, fit together. Uh, I find it's very, uh, it's really fascinating. So join my newsletter so that you will be notified when uh, I will run my um, next, my upcoming grammar clinic. Thanks a lot and see you in the next episode of French Away podcast.